What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live Label Free. Super excited. We've got a very cool guest with us today. She's joining us from Roswell, Georgia. She is a chiropractor, a podcast host, an author, and a beautiful mother. Please welcome Dr. Naima. Dr. Naima, thank you for joining us today. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. This is such an honor. I'm really, really excited about our conversation. Me too. You wear a lot of different hats. So can you <laughs> tell us, I mean, I really believe in going to a chiropractor. I think it's very important for the health of your body and all that stuff. But you also manage being a podcast host, a mom and an author. So what do you want to start with first to, to talk, talk to us about? You know, it's interesting because I was thinking about the other day, I am expanding my practice. And so we're adding another um, associate doctor. And it's my very first go round um, in this part of my season because I have been a, you know, a solopreneur. Uh, it's just been me as the doctor. And then I have assistants who work with me. And so it's been an, a time of sort of stretching and growing and, you know, finding all those uncomfortable spots and then, you know, walking into it anyways. And so in thinking about, you know, how it is that I show up in the world and the many hats that I think that we as women in general wear, but certainly if you raise your hand and say, I want to pursue more than I have before. There's this amazing sort of, you know, opportunity for growth, but certainly um, can be really uncomfortable. Um, I am first and foremost, I am a, a woman and yeah. I am a, um, a woman who chooses hard things and looks for the opportunities for growth. And, um, and I, and I'm excited about that because it, it really does sort of, you know, encompass how I show up in the world. And I'm a mom of three beautiful grown children recently and empty nester really, oh. really excited about them, you know, being out, you know, and, you know, expanding themselves and, you know, spreading their wings and whatnot. And my youngest is actually starting to be a pilot. So all pun intended wow. with his wings, he just got his <laughs> private pilot's license. So that's super cool. And I um, am a new author and sort of figuring out how to, you know, be this, you know, in the author space. And so I'm, I'm learning about that. And I think the being, you know, again, throwing your hat into different rings and saying, I want to, I want to be and expand a little bit more has been really just the calling of my life, probably for the last decade, but I'm happy to answer the call. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. So I, I don't even know where to start first. First of all, you look too young. We have three children that and you're an empty nester, way too young. Thank so you. gorgeous. Thank you so much. Hats off to you for looking so amazing. Um, but I love, uh, let's talk about this book a little bit. Cause I saw the book and it's a memoir and, and you said it's a little, you know, I, I, can you tell us a little bit about it and what it means to you and what it's about? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so the book is entitled Raised as a Lie. And the title is provocative for a reason. The cover of the book is provocative for a reason. Um, and I think that it speaks so much to, to who 
you know, who I am and who, who I've become in the world. And um, I was, am a, a little brown girl growing up uh, uh, in an all white family. I went to all white schools and lived in all white communities. And I was told that I too was white. Uh, only the rub was that I knew that my skin color didn't match my family's and my very wild and curly hair. And it wasn't straight and blonde like my siblings or my cousins. And I did not understand about my differences. And I had an older sister who was hell bent on never letting me forget that I was an outsider, but she did that very secretively, right? Like the adults around didn't know that she had made me her target and was terrorizing me. And wow. so I grew up feeling very invisible. I was the elephant in the middle of the room that nobody was willing to talk about. And I, I internalized that. But I don't think that you realize that until much later, right? It wasn't until I was 49 and I had a whole emotional meltdown um, over a relationship that had abruptly ended. And I didn't realize the impact, why that it was so devastating to me and why I couldn't manage to put the pieces back together. And it was only in therapy that I realized that I had a lot of childhood trauma that was completely ignored by me. I pretended as if it didn't exist. I didn't give it any acknowledgement. And so I had been walking around the world as if I was invisible and it didn't matter. Um, and so relationships that I was choosing were just a reflection of that. And when the, you know, the last relationship, when he walked out, I again, internalized it. And I, I believe that it was, you know, my fault. And, but I think at 49, I had achieved all of these other successes. And at 49, I didn't understand how everything could be so wrong with me and yeah. still have these successes in my life. And I couldn't, there was, there was so much divergence in my thought process that I, I couldn't sort of put the two back together. Um, I think that the, the term, um, is cognitive dis dissonance, right? Um, where your image of yourself and how you show up in the world is very different than what you're seeing. And, and it was in therapy that I was able to put those pieces back together. And in that process, or I should say that process became a book. And, um, yeah. and that's pretty exciting to me now to be on the other side of it because healing, healing was hard. Heck yeah. Oh my gosh. So many questions. So, uh, man, that's, that was, that's intense, but like, what a great story of your growth and getting through that hard, that hardship and that trauma. I think there's a lot of us have got, have gone through some kind of childhood trauma, whether we want to deal with it or not is really dependent on if we want to grow as a person. So bravo to you for that. I guess, does your family know that you were feeling that way during that time of your time of your life? So what I will say about that is I, 
I believe that my family, specifically my mother, was doing the best that she could with what she knew and she had at the time. And she was also desperately trying to keep a secret. And in her secret keeping, I sort of became the injured party. unintentionally though, because what I believe in her heart was that she was trying to protect me. I was born in 71. And this is a time um, in our country's history that it was not acceptable. And it's certainly my mom, my mother was Italian and grew up in, you know, an Italian family and neighborhood, right? Like this was, these were not times for which that you know, interracial relationships were um, accepted and embraced. And I believe that in her heart, what she thought is that she was protecting me. And in her trying to keep her secret, you know, I end up, you know, sort of is the, is the casualty. And it wasn't until I was nearly 18 when I um, found out I, at that point, like so much had been done. Um, But what I really, truly just lived my life by was that my, I was loved. I knew that I was loved despite my sister's, you know, horrible tormenting. I knew that I was loved, but there's a difference from being loved and being seen for who you are. I believe that I needed to be somebody else in order to be loved. And, and that was the meaning that I had attached to my experience as a little girl. And so when it was, when I decided that I was going to write this book, both of my parents are deceased. My grandparents are deceased. And my uncles and aunts are deceased, right? There was so, there's so many people that are not here anymore that it allowed me the freedom. And with that freedom, it afforded me an opportunity to tell my story because it is in fact my story. There's different versions of this exact same story. It depends on your perspective, right? So this is my story. And in me telling it, what I had the opportunity is to share my feelings and my thoughts and my perspective. What I hope is that I did not villainize anybody in my story and that I tried to give voice to the devil's advocate, so to speak. Um, And because so many of my family was deceased, it, it really it didn't leave an impact now. Like oftentimes people are asked, well, what is your relationship now? And my, with the family members that I'm in communication with, I absolutely love and adore them. And I accept them for who they are. And I think that they do their very best to accept me for who I, who I am. What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Can we get a round of applause today? Woo! Today I'm excited to announce Manscaped launched their ultra premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not so private parts. I'm talking about leveled up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. And let me tell you something, oh, it smells so good. My man wears this every day. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe. 
Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and use the code LABELFREE20 for 20% off of free shipping and enjoy. Well, I mean, you're obviously incredibly successful. So, I mean, regardless of what happened in your past, like that has nothing to do with the incredible woman that you've become today. And I think oftentimes that when we've experienced some kind of trauma, it makes us even more strong to go out and, and you know, accomplish great things. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I too have gone through some stuff in the past. <laughs> so I, so I get it, but, um, wow. So I think that your story is beautiful and it just is a testament to how strong we are inside and how we can overcome different, different things and not allow that to be a crutch to hold us back. You know what I mean? I think some people get into that woe is me and they don't learn how to grow out of certain things that may have you know, may have affected them long-term. So what do you, what would you like to see with your book and the, and the kind of, what kind of impact do you want it to have? I love that question because to sort of add on to what your thoughts were just previous to the question, what I hope is that my story connects the readers to themselves, their history, their own experience, and my vulnerability, my willingness to lay it all on the table. What I hope is that it inspires other specifically women um, to find the parts in them that are still hurting and seek out ways to begin that healing process. What I truly believe is that our stories are the things that connect us. Maya Angelou said that we are more alike than we are different. And those differences are our stories. But if you look so closely, you can see how connected that we truly are. Our shared lived experiences allow for us to see each other truly and recognize the humanity in um, each other. And I think that that's that's the impact that I'd love for my story to be able to have when it goes out into the world and people are connecting with the stories that I told, they're then sharing and remembering and re-reminding themselves of truly the powerhouse and the incredible force that they are. And in that, we all are aligned. Yes. Beautiful. Welcome to to your TED Talk. (laughs) That needs to be turned into one. Jeez, for real. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Our stories do connect us. That's why we're here today. Your your story connected us together. And that's why we're sharing it with my audience, because it needs to be heard. And and I think that it's very inspiring. And I think it's a, it's beautiful that you are able to be vulnerable like that and put yourself out there. And I'm finding with my podcast, the more vulnerable people are, the more success that they have in life and connecting with other people. And so I appreciate that about, about you sharing that. So what's next for you? Oh gosh. Um, so many things, but can I add one thing to what you just said about vulnerability? Of course. The I believe what truly uh, connects us to each other is our 
imperfections. It's this idea that you aren't untouchable, right? That you are real because of the flaws, because of the things that you've gone through, because of the rawness that you're willing to share on your podcast, because it allows other people to also be given the space and the safety to admit I'm not perfect. I have screwed up. I've made some errors. I have ignored some things in my life. There are moments that I believe that I should have dot, 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 and I didn't. And your willingness to put it out there for them allows for us all to grow. The name of my um, practice is Elevate uh, Family Chiropractic. And the name of my podcast is Elevate Now. The word for me is, um, it's a heart word. It's the word that's a verb, a calling, an assignment for me. Because what I hope truly is that every day I choose to rise and elevate how I am showing up in the world, who it is that I am becoming more of, right? Like we don't want to become less of who we are. We want to become more of who we are. We want to step into our fullness. We want to step into our potential. We want to be greater versions of ourselves. And I think that for me, that desire is what's propelling me um, forward. I'm actually really excited about this idea of being able to share this message and go out and speak um, to larger audiences of women who, like me, looked up one day and they weren't as successful as they thought they'd be or as far along as they thought they would be in their journey, but knew that there was still a calling for them and still a desire and, and a hope. And, and that's the part that I want to connect with other women. I want, I want to inspire and help transform your thinking and your mindset from I'm, I'm going to be small and live small to I'm going to live outrageously vulnerable. I'm going to live out loud. I'm going to seek to elevate my journey and my path simply so that I can connect and help others do the same. I, I, my belief is that that's what we're all here for, to give of our gifts, right? The world has nothing for us. We have everything for the world and it's our responsibility to be able to bring forth the gifts. You got to figure out what those are and then it's your job to go out and do that thing. I love it. Woo! Yeah, you just set me on fire. Let's go. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was awesome. Oh, okay. Well, we're running. Uh, time is running out here. So let's just. Where can people find you? Support you? Connect with you? All those good things. Absolutely. Mostly, I'm on uh, Instagram. So. It's uh, Dr. Naima writes um, on Instagram. We do funny TikToks here and there. I really suck at that though. Like I'm not uber consistent. Let me not lie. Not even a little bit, but we have a doctor. I have a Dr. Naima um, 
Facebook. And what I'm really excited is we're just finishing up drnaima.com. And I'm excited because that's going to be the hub for everything, all of the, you know, the videos and um, interviews and everything that I've done thus far. And, you know, you'll be able to order the book and see what's coming up and, and really just sort of take this journey of vulnerability and elevating yourself along with us. I love it. I will put all those links in the show notes. You guys do not hesitate to reach out, follow her, go check out her podcast. I'll make sure I put that in the show notes as well. She is obviously lovely, very, very open with her story. And I don't know about you, but I fell in love with her. So I'm sure you did too. Um, With that being said, before we say goodbye, any last words of wisdom or advice you'd like to leave with the audience? Yes, I hope that in in your day that you take some time out to simply be grateful. I think that gratitude is the great leverage uh, for all of us. It allows us to re-remind us of our true blessings. There are always situations that can be worse than where you are at, even when you're at your own lowest. I think that gratitude is what allows us to see the possibilities and the hope. So reach for gratitude whenever you can reach for gratitude. Amen to that. Well, Dr. Naima, thank you so much for being a guest today. It was lovely to connect with you and hear your story and share it with my audience. Keep us posted on any new. I think there's a lot in store for you coming up because you are a, a girl on fire. That's for sure. <laughs> a woman on fire. But whatever. Thank you. I'll take them both. <laughs> yeah, right. Both. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be a girl sometimes. You know, you gotta keep that. Yes. Going. <laughs> yes. Well, just keep us posted. Love to have you back to update the audience. Thank you again for sharing. Um, you guys, this is your host, Deanna Radalescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to follow, subscribe, like, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.